Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome back to Mindset Monday. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast Mindset coach from Winning Mindset. This is also Gene Zanetti. You got the third, you got the fourth. Okay, so the topic we're going to talk about today is how to build a more aggressive athlete. Basically, how do you take a dog that doesn't bite and turn him into a dog that bites? And remember, now we're talking about metaphorically. You're not actually trying to turn a dog into a dog that bites. You don't have any idea how many people complained about that analogy. But again, it's metaphorical. We use metaphor and we use colorful language to draw a point, to make it stick a little bit more, to make it more memorable. Look, most coaches, most teachers, most parents, they're saying the same things. The question is, how do you get that message to stick? How do you get the message to stick with kids? Well, it's by using more colorful language, being a little bit more vivid with what we're saying. Okay, so that's what we mean by saying, how do you turn a dog that doesn't bite into a dog that bites? Okay, so how do we become more aggressive? So many coaches ask me this question. They say, my kid's too nice out there. Or a parent says, my kid's too nice. They're not aggressive. They don't have that killer instinct. Or maybe they have it in practice, but then competitions come and then they're, and then they're soft, right? They don't go after it. They don't take chances. They're too cautious, conservative, hesitant. How do you flip the switch? How come some athletes know how to just flip that switch and they're Again, a nice, respectful person, warm-hearted, maybe even a little sensitive, off the competitive field. And then when they get into the field of play, wherever that might be, the mat, the court, the field, the gym, they turn into a beast. How do we flip beast mode on? Okay, so I heard this from so many coaches and so many parents that that I thought, okay, I need to come up with something here. At first, we didn't address this back when we started doing this 11 years ago. And we had to put together, we had to come up and kind of reverse engineer the whole process. How do you take someone and make them more aggressive? All the psychology books that I've ever read, especially going through my master's programs, my two master's programs, clinical psychology, sports psychology, they spoke a lot about bullying and and, and not being aggressive. And for good reason, because in life we want to be warm-hearted, good people, caring. We don't want to be aggressive in a negative sense of the word. But 
aggressiveness has two senses. It could be a negative thing if you're doing it the wrong way. Aggressiveness can also be associated with success if we're doing it the right way and applying it to um, taking chances when we're competing. If we're applying it to asking questions in class, going extra, going after school for extra help. If we're if we're um, reaching out to jobs, reaching out to graduate schools, we're we're hungry, we're aggressive in in business. Again, all the positive way. That's a great quality. So this is probably the wildest thing we've ever done or that I've ever done in terms of mindset. I had to basically reverse engineer the whole process. All psychologists talk about is how do you get people away from being aggressive? And I said, well, how do we take that? How do we take a person who's not aggressive and let's turn them into someone who is aggressive? Again, in the right place. We, I'm always saying, and I say this over and over, um, fair square and by the rules. You're never doing anything dirty. You're never doing anything cheap. And a lot of the stuff we're saying here is, is more metaphorical. Some of these things, like when we talk about the predator mindset, that's never to be taken literally. That's a symbol. Okay. That's a representation. It's a, it's an analogy of eyes on the front, like to hunt, focus on what you could control eyes on the side, like to hide. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't look at records, rankings, seedings, and predictions. We're not talking about, um, we're not talking about predators in a negative sense. That's never to be taken literally. That's a symbol, right? That's an analogy. Okay, so we talk about this. How do we take someone who's not very aggressive and teach them how to flip the switch? So basically what I did is going back through my old psychology textbooks on aggressiveness, and I learned what makes people aggressive. When are people more likely to be aggressive? What flips the switch? So I looked at, the, I looked at that. I also looked at history. I tried to look at the greatest the warriors of all time, the, the, the greatest warriors of all time, the U.S. military, the Spartans, the Samurai, the Aztecs, the Apache. How did they learn how to flip the switch? Okay, history history is great because his, history teach us how, teaches us how to understand the present, predict the future by learning from the past. Okay, so a lot of people write off history, but you don't want to do that because you can learn a lot from history. Okay, a lot of our answers can be found in what our ancestors have done. Okay, so we studied history too. And then also, we've used our personal experience, not only from myself back in my competing days and the, and the many great coaches I've had over the years, but also from studying top athletes, uh, the athletes that we've worked with, and also from watching athletes, the top athletes in Olympics, World Series, Super Bowls, Stanley Cups, NBA Championships, NCAA Finals, State Championships. Yeah, we had to learn what they did. We had to study them. So we studied them, and we found something that a lot, and we found, a, we were able to come up with the series, what they have in common. Right now he's doing his war cry. We'll get to that in a minute. But basically, how do we make, how do we make a more aggressive athlete? All right, easy, pal. So how do we make a more aggressive athlete? So we came up with the alter ego series. One thing we realized that a lot of top athletes are doing is they come up with a competitive alter ego. Okay, so if you look at the UFC, a lot of those athletes have some kind of nickname or some kind of alter ego, right? Uh, John Jones becomes, uh, you know, Bones. Conor McGregor becomes Notorious. Uh, back in the day, Chuck Liddell was, uh, you know, the Iceman. Uh, Tito Ortiz, Huntington, Be Huntington Beach bad boy, and all that kind of stuff, right? So they have these alter egos. So in other words, they could step outside of themselves when they compete, and they could flip the switch on. So what I noticed was this doesn't only happen in sports. This also happens in the performing arts. If you look at a lot of the, the um, maybe your favorite movie stars or rock stars, a lot of them have an alias or a different name they go by, okay? And I could tell you that Beyonce, when she gets on stage, she calls herself Sasha Fierce, 
what's that all about? Well, if she's normally a quiet, shy person, and now you're performing at the Super Bowl in front of thousands and millions of people watching all around the world, how do you flip the switch? How do you turn into an entertainer? Same thing with Eminem, right? His real name is Marshall Mathers, but his alter ego is Slim Shady, right? Some of you might think of 30 for 30 back in the 90s with the Boz, right? Guy who was, you know, more self-conscious, more... um. Not as, not as aggressive, became the boss. Deion Sanders back in those days became primetime, right? So all those guys, they had Ocho Cinco, we could think of a more recent example. And the list goes on and on and on of movie stars, singers, athletes, that they, they have that name, that alter ego, that they're able to step out of themselves and be more aggressive. So again, now people could definitely overdo this one. So like I said, we want to keep things in perspective. First and foremost, you need to know we need, to, we need to be solid on faith and morals. Okay, there is a right and there is a wrong. Okay, so we got to get that straight. And we don't sacrifice that for anything. Not for sports victories, not for money, not for more friends, not for success, nothing. Our faith and morals are solid. Once we have that understood, now we, make, now we could say, okay, in certain roles, we could, we could have different personalities. or We could have that different alter ego as long as, again, we're fair, square, by the rules. So what I want you as athletes to do, and this is one of our lessons in the predator mindset, that's where you're going to want to make sure you get this book for our Black Friday sale. We dropped the price from $25 to $19.99. But one of the things we talk about here is developing an alter ego. Let me see exactly where that fits into here. That would have been smart to tab off the page. Well, anyway, we hit on it somewhere in here, and it's definitely in our mindset series. If we work with your team, or we work with an individual, maybe you're a parent, we work with your kid, you're on the individual program, we absolutely go through the alter ego. We talk about aggressiveness and how do you flip the switch. So everyone on the team comes up with an alter ego. What's your competitive alter ego? And I've heard a lot of different cool ones over the years. I've heard um, Bulldog. I've heard, I've heard Charlie Sledgehammer. I've heard, uh, you know, all kinds of different things. All right. Um, pick whatever it is that works for you. For me, I liked, I liked the alter ego fanatical. I remember watching the um, a documentary on Iowa wrestling back when I was a I think it was a freshman in college and, and Tom Brand said, Hey, fanatical, pick him up once and throw him down. And I thought, Hey, fanatical. I like that fanatical. So I said, okay, that's going to be my alter ego fanatical. So now I'm okay. So now once I have that, what I want to do is I want to write down what are the qualities that I want associated with fanatical. Okay. So I got to contrast that with someone. Okay. So this guy's going to take my necklace apart here, my cross, the rope. Anyway, so I have the, I have the list for fanatical. Okay. Then I also need to make, who am I contrasting fanatical with? That's your inner wuss. We all have an inner wuss, an inner complainer, an inner wimp. Okay. So you need to name your inner wimp. So I named mine, Mr. Softy. So my, my alter ego is fanatical and my inner, my inner wimp's name is Mr. Softy. So I write down a list, two different lists. Number one, what are the qualities that my alter ego has? And number two, what are the qualities that Mr. Softy has? So Mr. Softy is very self-conscious doesn't like getting, letting other people down, very sensitive. I, I, want, I want a pat on the back. I want, I want praise, recognition, pity, and approval from other people. That's, my, that's Mr. Softy. That's the inner wimp. Then I write down the qualities for my alter ego, fanatical. I don't care what other people think. I compete for myself because I love it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't care about letting other people down. And again, we're not saying it in a, in a bad way, but just... Um, it's just, I don't, I don't care what, what other people think about me. That's the qualities of my alter ego. I don't care if there's a lot of people watching me compete or a few people. My alter ego doesn't care about that. All right. Um, my, 
inner, the inner wimp, Mr. Softy. Yeah, I don't like I don't like losing. I don't like making mistakes. I don't like getting laughed at. My alter ego doesn't care. I'll throw the kitchen sink at you, right? You know, fair, square, and by the rules. So writing down what are those? What's the difference between your inner wimp and your alter ego? Write that down. Next, another great thing that you want to do that we talk about for, for week two in our alter, in our um, series on aggressiveness. You got to develop the character of getting into the alter ego. So what are some of the things that people have done to enhance their alter ego? First, you have to have a switch. I can tell you Mark Schultz, who is an Olympic champ, I read his book, Foxcatcher, and he said that what he would do is anytime before he would go out to compete, he would take his hoodie over his head, and once he took his hoodie off, that was like flipping the switch. You might think about Sylvester Stallone in the movie Over the Top, the arm wrestling movie. What did he do? Sylvester Stallone, before he would arm wrestle, he would turn his hat backwards, right? That was his switch. What was his alter ego? If you remember that, if you remember that great 80s movie, or maybe it was early 90s, he said, I feel strong. When I turn my hat around, I feel strong. I feel like a truck. There's a truck behind him. He said he felt like a truck. So his alter ego was a truck. Flipping the hat became a switch. A lot of top athletes, if you watch them, they do something that gets them into the switch, whether it's a hand clap, whether it's a certain jump up in the air, where they do some kind of gesture. They might be aware of it. They might not be aware of it. But what are they really doing? They're getting into character. They're, they're triggering their alter ego. So that's what you need to do. You need to come up with a switch for the alter ego. Also, using the colors, using the colors black, using the colors red. Why do those help? Well, they've, they've done studies. People who wear black tend to be more aggressive. And again, they've done this in studies with bad things too. So again, we're not trying to do things in a bad way. We're just recognizing in sports, we want to be more aggressive. We want to be legally violent, if you want to call it that, right? Black, okay? Um, next, the color red. They've actually done studies on combat sports in the Olympics. So judo, wrestling, boxing, fencing, those combat sports. Now, those sports are either blue or red. The athlete who wore red won 58% of the time. Now, that's not much more than chance, but it was statistically significant. So in other words, it was more than you'd expect by chance when they did the data analysis. So red tends to be associated with with greater success in Olympic sports. Also, we know that our, emotionally we get more excited when we see red. It, maybe it's, you know, the color of stop signs are, are red. The, the, the stoplight is red. Probably because the color is the, the color of blood is red, so we're, it just signals us to be ready or to take caution. Um, I know there, there, there's higher levels of attraction when, when a guy sees a girl wearing red. Okay, and then you also might, th might think about the bull. If in bullfighting, they're holding usually a, a, a red, when the bull sees red, right? The, um, the, the towel or the cloth or whatever it's called. Sorry for any bullfighting fans out there. But nonetheless, red is associated with more, more success. Oh, you th might think of business owners who wear, or just any successful business people where they wear the red tie. They call it a power tie. So again, we're using s s examples from sports, from life. From business, we're bringing it all together. So black and red, associating those colors with your alter ego. I could think for me, back when I would compete, I had a black Superman shirt. I used to wear back, black boxer briefs, black socks. And it wasn't a matter of superstition, but I just felt I just felt more like mean and tough when I wore black. So build that in, okay, somehow. You don't have to, but it's a good thing. Next, our hair. A lot of times you'll see athletes, they change their hair slightly in season. Now, again, you're not doing this for superstition, and you're not doing this to make it special, but sometimes a small change to our hairstyle, what happens is we feel like a different person. When we change our hair, we feel a little bit different. You might see a lot of times um, a woman has a breakup. What happens? Gets a haircut, changes their hair. 
All right. Why? New beginnings. You feel a little different when you have a slightly different haircut. And you might also think about in, in military, you might, military, they have shorter haircuts. Um, you think about, you know, the, um, like the different Native American tribes when they go out into war, Mohawks and everything. There was something with their hair. Because again, when you, when you alter your hair slightly, you feel like a different person. So again, don't go crazy with this, but that's a certain thing you could do. Also, uh, cool symbols and cool things that are associated with your alter ego. So what, what works for you? Having some kind of marks. I know that like on my headgear, sometimes I would like to put, I, I used to like to put different symbols on there. Or I think back to Gladiator when Maximus had the mark of the Legion on his arm. Not that I'm advocating for tattoos or anything like that. But I'm saying that, you know, like on my headgear, I was able to put a cool symbol on there. Or on my shoes, I would write something on my shoes. Just things to change it up and to feel like a different person uh, when you're out there competing. Again, nothing. we're not doing things permanent. Okay, so that, that might help with getting into the character of your alter ego. Also, as little Gene just rem- reminded me of before, he let out a yell. Noise is associated with aggression. Think about it. Your favorite war movies, Braveheart, right? 300, um, Troy. Before they go into battle, what do they usually do? They yell, and then they charge, right? Or you see, you might see um, they're beating a drum. Why? It's intimidating. Uh, you know, I guess I wasn't planning on using this example, but you look at, at, young, at young kids, babies, right? This guy be coming up on nine months soon. Babies are basic, are not really afraid of too many things naturally, but they are afraid of loud noises. You make a real loud noise, this kid's going to cry. Okay, so it's kind of an innate fear that's built into us. Loud noises make us scared. So how do we build that into our alter ego? Well, a lot of times it's before we go out and compete, either it's a yell or it's a clap or it's a slapping the ground, making some kind of noise. Now, again, number one, it gets us ready to go. And number two, psychologically, it could scare our opponents. Now, I get it. It's not meant to be like a corny thing, but you see a lot of athletes before they go out there. There's some kind of clap or some kind of yell. So there's something to it. You're seeing with the greatest warriors. You're seeing it with a lot of the great athletes. Something's going on there. Also, I watched body language videos on, on when the way they train policemen or police officers, right? And they actually teach them in the police academy that if someone, if you're in an altercation, you're talking to someone and it's getting heated and someone claps their hands, Watch out because they're probably going to charge you. So they're probably coming after you if they clap their hands. So again, there's something with making the noise or the switch. You're doing something tangible. You're making a noise and you have a switch, something tangible that you're doing that's getting you ready to take off. Sorry for the clap, buddy. Next, what else can we do to become more aggressive? Well, you need to have aggressiveness role models. You need to have people. you got to think of other athletes in your sport and in other sports who are aggressive. What do they look like? What does aggressiveness look like? Make a list of some of your favorite, most aggressive athletes. So as back when I was competing as a wrestler, I had wrestlers, but I also put down some UFC fighters. I also put down even WWE, even though I knew it was fake. You know, I, the Ultimate Warrior, he was intense. I like that aggressiveness. Ultimate Warrior was put down. In other words, you need to get a picture for what aggressiveness looks like. So you need models. Who are some symbols of aggressiveness? It might even be someone who doesn't do anything close to your sport, but you just know they're aggressive. So write that, write that down. What are their qualities? What are their traits? What do they do? And how could you incorporate that into you? So the idea is you're not trying to be someone else. You're trying to integrate all these helpful things into your alter ego. Okay? So what does aggressiveness look like? Also, another thing you could do, think back, go back to your videos. Hopefully you have some of your, your competitions on tape. 
Watch videos of you at your most aggressive. What did you look like when you were at your most aggressive? How did you perform? How did you walk? How did you talk? How did you move? Your body language is big. You need to act, acting in an, in an aggressive way. Again, fair, square, by the rules, not harming other people and, you know, life, that kind of thing. But what is an, what is aggressive, what does aggressive swagger look like right before you go out there and compete? I remember back when I was a kid and I was at the Cape May Zoo and my parents took me there and I remember watching a black panther just pace around back and forth back and forth, and it was just looking over at me, back and forth, back and forth, and then eventually, you know, it was in the, in the cage and everything, and at one point, the thing jumped right up to the cage and swatted, and that was behind the cage, so it wasn't going to get me or anything, but the point was pacing back and forth, looking up, pacing back and forth, and then jumped up and swatted. If there wasn't a cage, it would have jumped right at me, so it's just something that I remembered as a little kid. That was a symbol of aggressiveness, so I might want to write that down too, even though it's not an athlete, it was a reminder in my head. What does aggressiveness look like to you? you got to paint the picture. Right. Paint the picture. Good thinking. So have that. Oh, and then videotapes of yourself. Think back and to your most aggressive performances. Maybe it was against good competition. Maybe it wasn't against good op- competition. That's okay if it wasn't a great competition. You're watching that video to remind yourself of what aggressiveness looks like. So put that down. Okay? And then the idea is making sure on a regular basis we're doing this. Okay? So in practice... You need to get in the habit of being aggressive, and that means you can't feel sorry for your opponents. A lot of times, a big reason why people aren't aggressive is because once they get a lead, they start feeling bad for the opponent, and you can't do that. Again, metaphorical language here, metaphorical language, but you keep scoring and scoring, and eventually you break the guy, and that's when you stick them in the ground. You step right on their throat. You want to rip their heart right out of their chest. You want to be out for blood. And again... (laughs) metaphorical language, fair, square, by the rules, nothing cheap. But you got to have this kind of stuff in your head. Otherwise, you're going to feel bad for your opponent and you're not going to keep scoring. Okay, you got to practice this in practice. So there's sometimes where even if you're going up against someone who you're a lot better than, you have to, you got to put them out. You got to stomp them out. You got to get in the habit of not feeling sorry for your friends in practice. Um, it's got to happen. I know a lot of top athletes that, I, that, I've, that I've spoken to, they said when they're in practice, some of the top ones, they say they're trying to score 100 points in practice against their partner. Like literally 100 points. I'm thinking of wrestling now, right? They're trying to score 100 points. Um, what does that look like in your sport? Blow the person out. It doesn't have to be close. But you've got to numb that feeling. You've got to get rid of those feelings of feeling bad for someone. And you've got to see when they're, when they're down, you've got to kick them when they're down, metaphorically. <laughs> All right, I don't want complaints coming back here. But you got it's got to start in practice. It's got to start in practice. And the idea is taking chances, getting after it. Mindset principle number three is I have no fear of losing or making mistakes. Mindset principle number two is I'm aggressive and relentless. Okay, The way you're going to be aggressive and relentless is by not having any fear of losing or making mistakes. So that principle is going to... That principle, I have no fear of losing or making mistakes, is going to be directly related. It's going to be the foundation for I am aggressive and relentless. And here's another thing. A lot of athletes, we got to address the elephant in the room. Why aren't people very aggressive a lot of times? Because they think, what if I lose? What if I over-pursue? We might have memories of ourselves back in our competing days, or you athletes that are competing right now, you might have some fresh memories of you had a lead, you were over-aggressive, and then you lost at the end to someone who was better than you because you were too aggressive. 
Here's, here's what we want to understand. If we lose because we're too aggressive, it happens. We're willing to accept that. Now, I'm not saying we don't learn the lesson from it. Of course, we want to be intelligently aggressive. But the point is, sometimes we're going to get burned because we're too aggressive. You have to be okay with that. Trust me. You're going to wind up beating people who are, who are better. You're going to be able to beat higher caliber people if you have the attitude that you're not afraid to lose or make mistakes. Back in high school, I remember being a lot more superstitious with this, which is terrible. And I would say, you know, don't even say the word lose around me. I don't even want to think about losing. And in college, I started changing it. I started saying to myself, you know what? I've lost before. I'll lose again. And I'm not afraid to lose today. I would tell myself that literally right before the match. I've lost before. I'll lose again. And I'm not afraid to lose today. And then what happens? Boom, the weight comes off your back. And now you're ready to throw the kitchen sink at the other team. That's the attitude you want to have. Go back to our war examples. The worst person to go against in war is the, is the guy who says, today's a great day to die. They're not trying to die, but they're not afraid of, of losing their life. Now, of course, they don't want to lose their life, but they're saying, you know what? If I go today, fine, right? That's, that's the person you don't want to go against in battle. The guy you do want to go against in battle is the one who says, I just want to get back to my family. You know, I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to be here anymore. That's the person you want to go against because they're going to be more timid. This guy falling asleep here. I'm putting him to sleep. I hope I'm not putting you to sleep. But that's the guy. That's the guy you don't want to go against who's not afraid to die. So again, let's apply that war lesson to sports. You have no fear of losing or making mistakes. What does aggressiveness look like? And practicing it in practice. Body language. The fastest way to change the way you think is to change the way that you move. Okay, so start acting more aggressive while you're competing, and it begins in practice. And again, make sure you're getting a copy of this Predator Mindset book, where we learn how to build the Predator Mindset. We learn what our biggest foe is, the biggest foe to Predator predator Mindset, F-O-E, fan mentality, other people, and extra variables. I'm laughing because this guy just conked on me. <laughs> but now he's going to have trouble sleeping at night. But that's our, biggest, that's our biggest threat to the predator mindset. And again, we have a lot of great examples in this book, a lot of great exercises. It's a great start. But make sure, if you're an individual athlete, get on board the mindset program as soon as possible where you're going through the systematic mindset program. If you're a team, if you're a coach, get your team on the program. So consistently, you're going through the mindset exercises and worksheets. Okay, You can't just think about weight training. You have to lift the weights. You can't just think about... Um, you can't just think about technique, skills, and drills. You have to practice that technique, skills, and drills. It's the same thing with mindset. You can't just think about it. You have to actually do the mindset exercises. If I say it once, I say it 93 times. You have to do the things we're telling you to do. Otherwise, nothing is going to happen. Just listening to a lecture, it's a very low form of learning. As a school psychologist, I could tell you, you're only probably going to remember 5% of what you listen to. Okay, If you do the exercises and worksheets... That jumps way up. That's what's going to bump you above the 50%, 60%, 70%. You have to do the mindset exercises. So like we say all the time, in sports, in school, and in life, mindset makes the difference. Make sure you're working on this. Build the alter ego. Build a competitive alter ego. It works. We've seen it before with many athletes. We've seen it with historical figures. And we'll see it with you too. God bless you. God bless your families. This was all metaphorical. A lot of this was metaphorical. Remember, I don't want to hear any complaints. We're not telling anyone to do anything wrong. But 
make sure we're able to flip that switch in the field. Take care. See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.